0: The following is a fourth-hand production. In a world that was the land of the free for some and the land of the chains for others, You can buy the whole lot of them for $800. One man finally decided he had had enough. The only way we'll be truly free is to escape this tyranny. As he leads his family and friends on the most daring escape of the civil war. But how will we pass the checkpoints without a captain of the ship? I am the captain of this ship. She's called the planter. And my name is Robert Smalls. This fall, follow the journey of a man who believes in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. If they learn of our charade, burn the boilers and scuttle the planter. We must live free or die. And let's nothing get in his way. That's literally Fort Sumter we're about to pass with a boat full of Confederate guns on our way to surrender it all to the North. How will we not be caught? How could we be caught with God on our side and all of their signals at the ready? Learn the story of a man who fought bigotry and hatred his entire life while rising from born slave to the halls of Congress itself. Robert, you stole a Confederate ship, disguised yourself as the captain used secret hand signals to escape, rescued numerous other slaves, then captained the very ship you stole. You followed that up with buying the house you were once a slave in, the boat you were once a slave on, and even allowing your former owners to live on your property. And now you've been elected to the United States Congress. What could possibly be next? Oh, I'm just getting started. The story of Robert Smalls. A tale so incredible, it should be a movie. Next on Hysteria 51.
1: They say I'm
0: disturbed.
1: From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here.
0: <laughs> Will you tell these fools i not crazy? crazy. It's hysteria. Not
1: crazy. Not crazy.
0: You can't handle the truth. 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 Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. <laughs> The truth is out there, it's but you won't find it here.
2: They're coming for you! Look, there comes one of them now.
3: Welcome in Hysteria Nation to the podcast that's never captained a ship but if we had, we imagine it would be a lot less like Robert Smalls and a lot more Gilbert and Sullivan. This is Hysteria 51.
4: I am the very model of a modern major general. live information,
0: vegetable animal and mineral. I know the kings of England, and I quote the fight historical from Marathon to Waterloo in order categorical.
3: Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago, we your hosts and head professors on this trip through history, Brent Hand and John Goforth. These two
0: great gentlemen are dedicated to a proposition which was true in my time, just as it's true today. Be excellent to each other. And...
1: Party
4: on, dudes! Amazing historic topic tonight, John... It is everything: drama, action, romance, good old-fashioned ass kickings for racists. Yes, it. Why can't you? You can't get enough of that.
3: I, I, I never get enough of that. And like you heard in our intro, it literally plays out like a movie, and it takes place mostly around the Civil War. We also heard from another movie that has a character from that same time period who went on, let's call it, an adventure.
0: Poor score, and seven minutes ago. We, your forefathers, were brought forth upon a most excellent adventure.
3: Now, now Brent, with Pecker not here, I took the opportunity to use any clip from that movie that wasn't in time.
2: No problem. I can help with that.
4: (laughs) (laughs) That's what we shall receive. Oh, that other voice you're hearing is the third host of this show, and certainly. The most annoying. The one and only, thank God,
2: conspiracy bot. I'm not annoying. You're annoying. And also will be bleeding soon.
4: When is he not threatening my life? When he's not threatening my life, though, he's playing overused clips. He's supposed to be researching, editing, and producing the
3: show, John. Instead, he just annoys the listeners while drinking profusely. Takes one to know one.
4: I'm not even going to start with you. Last time on this show, he said to me that he was going to... I don't you, know why. You literally I laugh. asked I for that. Not laugh. I, should one. Laugh. I should You not laugh. asked
3: for that. You
4: did. I did. And I'll make sure not to do it again. I really think I'm going to install a kill switch for him. Engage.
3: It's actually a great idea. In the meantime, though. make it so. Number one. <laughs> let's get to tonight's topic, dude. You really do need to install that kill switch. I know, you know what? You bought one on Amazon, right?
4: Yeah. You know what? I'm so excited. I'm going to make it light up.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what color? Green. For hysteria. Go, go. Perfect. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Oh, man. So, history let, report.
0: Let's get,
4: let, let's get to tonight's topic. This is a history report, and it is a lot of
0: fun. I'm here to help you with your history report.
4: What? How? This is someone that you should probably know about. A lot of people don't, and that's yeah. what's sad. So, S- Simply put, this le-
3: guy was one badass motherfucker.
2: For a meat sack, I guess he was all right.
4: So, that's that's why we're doing this. I mean, not only is it... Lots of spy shit and, and conspiracies and shit against the the, the southern uh, government, but um, it's just cool.
3: Yeah, and, and not only was he a badass, uh, I mean, we regularly talk on this show about amazing and incredible things and people, and he is no exception. It,
4: yeah, he I don't know if you know this, but his wallet said badass motherfucker on it.
3: Oh, literally. Okay, yeah, good. yeah. <laughs> As you heard in the intro, this guy's story and life play out like a Hollywood script. You hear the story, and it's one of the few times you, that you that you like get online and check Snopes, and it says true
4: in green. There, You're like, oh, there are a lot of poorly produced videos about this guy with like the background music as they talk oh, yeah, about yeah, his yeah. life, you know. And, but and it,
3: just, but it is. I've seen memes go around, and and if you didn't, if you weren't familiar with who Robert Smalls was, Robert Smalls, motherfucker. I mean, like that needs to be the meme. That that's true.
4: <laughs> Yells at you, but
3: if you you weren't familiar with who he was, you're like, There's no way that's true. And like I was saying, if but then you go to Snopes, you're like, It is true. Mm. Oh,
4: okay, let's so let's break it down, John, with Robert Smalls, the early years.
5: It's
4: like a a Ken Burns nine part. (laughs) All right, Um, Robert Smalls was born to a house slave, Lydia Polite, in Belfort, South Carolina. April 5th, 1839. That's usually how they have some just terrible. Like, you're talking about something that's going to be exciting, so make right. it as dry, dry and, as possible. Or awful as but possible. But literally, he was born to a house slave, you know? And, yeah. Beaufort, which South actually Carolina. is an, an important part, he was born to this house slave, and that plays into his formidable years. Lots of, lots of debate over how you say this by people who
3: aren't from South Carolina. It's Beaufort. Or Beaufort? Not Beaufort. Beaufort 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 But least you know what
4: if you live there you can call it whatever you want uh, That's true Like, like oh I, I don't think Louisville. anyone oh, Where are you from oh. I hate when people go to New Orleans for the first time I was in Nolens this weekend <laughs> Like what are you Like, You live in Chicago Yeah but I was in Nolens where, Where'd you go this week Cincinnati Cincy Yeah San Fran Yeah no one ever just takes a shit and go, I was in Philly. <laughs> what?
3: I don't even understand what
4: that They're means. They're shitting in the streets and Let's stuff. Let's move on to
3: the wonderful, <laughs> wonderful topic of don't tonight. You so,
4: ever cut me off when I'm talking about Philly
3: street sh- 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 shitting. <laughs> I mean, so you mentioned that he was born to Lydia Polite. No one,
4: or Polite, yeah. no one is certain who his dad was. Yeah, it could have been, uh, could have been his owner, John McKee. Some say it was his, his son, Henry. Others say it was this uh, guy named Patrick Smalls. He was a plantation manager, which would make too much sense (gasps) given the last name. It's kind of on the nose. I just made made that up. (laughs) But uh, but what is clear is that
3: the McKee family favored Robert Smalls over the other slave. That's what I was talking about. Being
4: being born, uh, you know, a house slave. It's different than being born in the the field. If you ever watched that movie Django Unchained, the house slave was Samuel L. Jackson, and then he was given preferential treatment over you know the other slaves well and also he was he was half
3: black and half white and so uh, in yeah. this crazy fucked up world that is mid-century eighteen hundreds. Okay exactly you know. exactly yeah um so he, but he his mom was almost worried that he was too comfortable and and just like almost didn't see slavery as that bad of a thing because life yeah. was pretty decent um so his mother um Wanted to educate him. So she uh, she made him go work in the fields, even though he didn't have to. Uh, she also took him to the whipping post in town where they would whip slaves for trying to get away or doing whatever.
4: Or she like, even made him witness. Learning to read.
3: Yeah. You know, stupid shit, you know? She even made him witness a slave auction. Yep. To say it worked is an understatement.
4: Yeah, guess what? He saw this stuff. He goes, you know what? F this. I'm going to become a defiant slave. Defiant, <laughs> I, I mean, he acted like a normal. Human being. Right. I right. Mean, I think. Exactly. Like so you he, do what anyone in his position you had hoped would would have the strength to do.
3: Right. Like he didn't like being told what to do. So he wound up in jail a lot as a as a youth, so much so that his mom then made a request. Uh, she was worried about his safety. So she asked McKee, the, the owner, to allow Smalls to go to Charleston to be rented out to work, which, again, uh, we're this is we're going to say this a few times in this episode is awful. He was property,
4: like right. That's what. It's so terrible. What they call it, chattel, or whatever uh, I, it was I, I, human. Back, property, back in the time terrible. of
3: slavery, if an owner had extra slaves for the work that needed to be done, meaning they had more people and less work, they could rent out the extras and still
4: profit from them because you, as you said, it was
3: just property.
4: He goes, yeah. So he agrees and he sends them out. And by the time he's nineteen, he had a number of jobs and was allowed to keep one dollar of his wages a week. The owner took the rest. That's actually a lot compared to someone who is not making anything because you're just a fucking. Because you're allowed,
3: well, because you're allowed to keep it. Any- because he was allowed to keep anything. Yeah,
4: but uh, far, far more valuable than that. was what, John? The education yes. he received.
3: Uh, you know, he took a he took a number of jobs, and um, many of them were, were on the water.
4: Yeah, it's a harbor town, and he learned that harbor. Better than most people in Charleston. Charleston Harbor. Yeah. And it was in Charleston that he earned the job on the CSS planter. The planter was this big steamer used mostly in the areas cotton trade prior to the Civil War. And it's called
3: CSS because it was for the Confederates Yep, uh, and that it was the CSS planter. So it's uh, Charleston's also where he met his wife, Hannah, a slave from the Kingman family working at a Charleston hotel with their owner's permission the two moved into an apartment together and had two children, Elizabeth and Robert Jr. This is just
4: so crazy to me because he was—he must have been a hell of a guy outside of all this because they gave him a lot of favor, especially when he's like acting out against slavery. Right. But he was still just very smart. Very, very, very smart. And that's
3: one of the reasons that a lot of historians believe that McKee actually was his dad because no one other than your like like family would pity on right. him right i mean don't get me wrong it, 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 letting someone keep one dollar a month of from the work they do or letting them you know be adults and is not a is not, qu- t- in today's parlance is is
2: stupid and shows weakness
3: no no <laughs> in, no what i was saying is in today's today's parlance is is still horrible but compared to the way that other slaves were treated at the time, yeah. it was very favorable. Yeah. And that's why they think McKee was his father. But he was aware that this this was no guarantee of a permanent marriage because not only could McKee change his mind, her owners, yeah. Hannah's owners, could change their mind as well. So uh, he asked his wife's owner if he could purchase his family outright. They agreed to a really big price, $800. Only 800 weeks of work. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot (laughs) lot, of money.
4: So you realize it would take way too long for that kind of scratch. So what do you do? You start figuring out alternatives to purchase. You know what I mean? That just, I am a fucking human being. I want to figure out how I can get my family out of here. Uh, You know what? I'm going to start thinking of some outside-of-the-box ideas. And so he couldn't afford to buy his family on shore he knew he was going to win their their freedom by the sea so he told his wife to be ready for whenever opportunity dawned on him whenever it was ready it might be at the moment's notice i'm going to need you to come here and we're going to get free we're going to get out of she's here she's like the exact quote is fuck yeah is that yeah do you, verbatim yeah. Okay. well i mean scholars go back and forth on that so now we get to the
3: first part of the story that that Robert is really known well for, and that's his escape.
4: This could have been the whole part of the story—the escape. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, you could
3: talk about this for an hour. Um, so, at the onset of the Civil War, the Planter, the the the, the CSS Planter that we yeah. mentioned before, with Smalls on, on its crew, uh, was commissioned by the Confederacy. So, remember, it wasn't originally a military boat. It was commissioned by the Confederacy for a variety of wartime yeah, activities. Yeah,
4: they had to destroy lighthouses, transport arms, map. This is a big one. Map the intricacies of the Atlantic coast. And the whole time that they're doing these things, Smalls is on there learning every fucking thing he can about this ship.
3: They were also responsible for putting down the underwater mines around Charleston. So guess what? Smalls knew where all those mines were. More on that later. Yeah. But but back to right now, uh, it's probably also worth noting that he moved all the way up uh, in position to Wheelman, um, which was kind of like a pilot. He drove the ship. only. Only, no, it wasn't kind of like a pilot. Literally. It was a pilot. Same job. Only
4: you couldn't be a pilot back then if you were black. Yeah. So you got the term wheelman. Which then goes, becomes, you know, you think of what's a wheelman now. It's a guy, it's it's a guy in a crime spree driving a car. Yeah. But he was, it's the, it's the bank
3: heist getaway, which I guess
4: could have came from that because he was the quote unquote bad guy getting away at that. Yeah.
3: Yeah. But I, I just thought it's so ridiculous when I was doing my research. So ridiculous. Mm -hmm. They were so racist and so awful that they wouldn't they're black, John. So they're,
4: they're somehow. You know, half people. Even or, if you had the same you know. exact
3: job, they call you something completely There's different. There's
4: no way you could do it the
3: same as the superior rates of the week. You well, know? I'm glad you said that, Brent, because he proved them a bit wrong on that. <laughs> By May of 1862, the Union Navy had set up a large blockade around much of the Atlantic and Gulf coasts. that cut off shipment of supplies to the Confederacy, and this gave Robert his chance.
4: Uh, I suck. I can't get out. We're stuck in here. Time to uh, make a make a move. Well, he, he,
3: he and his fellow slaves quietly developed plans to surrender to the Union ships uh, mm-hmm. because they had heard they had heard through the grapevine that the Union was allowing and taking slaves to surrender to them and then become part of their military and eventually earn their
4: freedom. So he sees this opportunity because on May 12th of 1862, the planter had been on on this long mission, and there's these three Confederate soldiers who never left the ship. They were never allowed to. They decided to go grab some R&R and head to town. It's pretty much just them, just the slaves on the ship. What do you think they were doing? You think they were like, oh, let's go see a show. Uh, I believe it was horse if I had to uh put my finger on it so I, I work I, I was going more vaudeville but you're thinking you you're, you're thinking prostitution I get it okay. so he sees this he's like it's time so he sneaks his family several other slaves on the ship and boom he's gonna take it out to port number one is they've got to pilot the ship number two he's hoping that these guys don't see what's going on and and go hey this is suspicious and so number three he gotta pilot it all the way through this whole place it, well, and while like you're huge.
3: piling it you have to provide the proper coded signals to those lookouts you mentioned so there's so you f- so, so you're not found out
4: he's gonna go by three huge military battery forts and he's got to give these you know toot toot tug tug you know whatever one they of mean, which means. was fort sumter yes that's the third one and that that was the one that was the closest and the thing that he knew he had to do though, this is crazy to me is when you're those ships you just go right by it so if he takes a large berth or changes his his normal way he's going, they're gonna go. What's going on? So he's just f- floating right by these batteries, these these forts, and they're going. You know, they're giving the yeah, all's clear, go on because there's nothing weird about that ship being there at that time of right. night. They, they, they were smart though. They, as you mentioned, they do
3: it during the pre-dawn hours. So the onlookers wouldn't notice that there weren't any white officers on board. You couldn't tell what color somebody was. Yep. And to help with that ruse, Smalls put on the, uh, the captain's straw hat. And he even stood like him. They knew the captain of the planter you know, stood with his arms crossed, kind of standing near the helm. Mm-hmm. So he put the hat on, stood like him, kept his head low, and yep. it's kind of dark out. So if anyone actually is making a visual observation of the boat, they're going, oh, yep, that's him.
4: They said that the the captain even had like this saunter way he, he, he walked. And Smalls had been working on it so that if he walked and someone saw him walking down the sides, it would look like the, the captain the way he, he walked. His gait. Yeah, his gait. Yeah, that, that's. That's a hell of a hell of a thing to do, I guess, you know, a hell of a
3: chance. Also, on their way out, actually, probably before they went through those checkpoints, they did stop at a prearranged location to pick up Small's wife and kids yep. along with the families of the other slaves that were helping out on the planner right. at that moment. So he, as you were talking about the toot, toot, tug, tug, um, <laughs> I went there once $13. When, I, when I was in Chinatown. <laughs> So along those lines, he successfully responded with the proper coded signals at every checkpoint and sailed directly into the Union blockade. Which
4: is crazy because so they have this blockade. Here's this Confederate ship and he doesn't know what to do. So he's like, fuck it. Let's go. straight." They didn't fire on him. Well, they're they're barreling at him, yeah.
3: And they almost did. But they, they did. They were
4: just about to say fire. And
3: one of the one of the spot guys, one of the said, hey, is that. Is that a white flag? Yeah. And sure enough, they had taken down the flag of South Carolina and the Confederate flag and put up a white Mm -hmm. sheet from that
4: hotel Mm -hmm. that uh, Hannah had been a slave at. Right. So they saw this. They held fire and allowed it to get close. And besides Smalls, the planter carried 15 other slaves, got them all to freedom behind Union lines, seven crewmen, five women and three children, in addition to the cargo of artillery and explosives. And Smalls brought flag officer Samuel Francis DuPont valuable intelligence, meaning he was a spy, say best including word that the Confederate had abandoned defensive positions on the Stono River. Hell of a, hell of a, an info to have. So,
3: so imagine, you know, picture this. They just shot through the dark of night. They made it past all of these different checkpoints. They don't get fired at by the unions. They're sailing right up to the Union blockade. He goes up to the front of the boat, and according to U.S. Navy accounts, Small's first words are, "Good morning, sir. I've brought you some of the old United States guns, sir." <laughs> because those that was that was munitions. I pissed my pants, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Might I go down and change them? <laughs> That's what you and I would have done. this guy was a hard ass uh th- those munitions were from Fort Sumter, which originally had belonged to the Union and mm-hmm. was taken by the confederacy, so he in turn was returning those to the u s it's a it's what a great quote, a great line and a and a great story right. the
4: end right oh wait no no <laughs> no <Nope, nope.
3: laughs> sorry, there is a lot more to the story. There's a lot more to the story before the war even ends, yeah, he becomes a he, this is only. The beginning you know, of we'll his... We'll
4: tell you what he does. Of of his
3: yeah. his winning As for the things. union after the break. <laughs> uh,
4: uh, here's some guns, sir.
5: Hola, David. Me llamo Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Um, je m'appelle David. You didn't do
4: Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language.
5: Oh, sorry. <laughs>
4: that's uh, That's on brand for us.
5: I, that, I I just thought romance languages was the key.
4: Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like?
5: Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it, so it's very high on pronunciation too so you can you know learn how to speak
4: and you know our show is all about proper pronunciation
5: <laughs> In that pronunciation yeah that's right but it's it, they design it for long term retention you know it and yeah. uh if you don't get the pronunciation right you you say it until you do and then you know that that just seeps into your head
4: well and that's why you know this has been trusted by experts for 30 years and Get now. started. For Larry. limited time, his 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. How much? 50%! Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life. Wow. Redeem, redeem, redeem. How do they do it?
5: Rashate, you're oh. 50% off. Rashate. <laughs> <laughs> redeem it. 50% off rosettastone.com slash today. Do it today. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to him, it all made sense. There isn't one.
0: Tug,
4: ah, ah. I just wrote a song, I think. The single drops on Thursday. <laughs> uh and then my first diss track to Eminem is the following Thursday. You're
3: gonna you're gonna get
4: involved in yeah. that uh, back and forth. It's me, Eminem. M and wh- who's that guy? Like gun machine gun machine kelly. Machine gun Kelly. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, what you, what's your name gonna be? Big hand Brent. I don't know. I don't big know. hand Brent. Yeah. It's clever. Yeah, handyman. Would you say you have big hands? Presidential. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. How do you I know that I wear a double XL glove, and it's your owners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all that comes between me and mine. Man, it's my isotoner glove. Okay. Nation, we are back, and when we left for the
3: break, we told you the story wasn't over, and it is not. The war did continue. War were declared. <laughs> but Smalls is now on the right side of the war, the side he wanted to be on. Yeah,
4: he comes out and he goes, hey, here's a bunch of shit to the, I'm going to tell the North, you know, because he's a hell of a pilot. He made his way out of there, and he, he gives he them really all the really good intel, yeah.
3: and, and he, like you said he was a hell of a pilot,
4: which we will refer to him in the rest of this episode as a pilot— because he was a fucking pilot. Yeah, but he goes on to help the North. He tells them the location of defense positions, all the outposts, and he tells them where all those fucking mines are, which is a big thing. And he kind of becomes a celebrity in the North, and he he had a $4,000 bounty put on his head because of the Confederacy. And now, the other thing to think about, John, is he didn't just bring them intel. He didn't just bring them artillery and munitions. He brought him a
3: fucking ship. On that ship was also a code book. What might have been the most valuable thing he brought and the the cool part about the ship is smalls also keeps piloting and he eventually gets a full-time boat mm-hmm. and guess what boat it is uh the Santa Maria no it's <laughs> the planter and <laughs> now now USS planter yeah it went to the north because of him right right uh, so he he was eventually actually made captain of and once again, an awesome story of being a badass. So it's, it's December 1st, 1863, and the USS Planner is caught in the middle of a crossfire between Union and Confederate forces. Now, we say crossfire because it wasn't like a battleship. Yeah. Right? It was just caught in the middle of it yeah. uh, working for the Union. The ship's commander, uh, uh, Captain Nickerson, ordered him to surrender. The pi- he was a right. pilot, so he said, you know, go ahead and surrender I like to think
4: he slapped him and said, Pussy.
3: Because he did, <laughs> exactly he refused. Right. He said, "No yeah. way!" Uh, and he even gave a logical reason. He said, "Listen, I'm I'm worried that the black crew won't be treated like prisoners of war, and we might just be killed. Plus, there's a four thousand dollar bounty on my head. Guess what? So they're I'm only bringing to my right, head. Right, yeah. right, right. And so little old Nickerson got scared and went and hid under the deck as the battle continued. Yep. So Small said, "No problem." I'll take over. He literally took command, piloted the ship out of range of the Confederate guns. As a reward for his bravery, he was appointed captain of the planner becoming the first black man to command a united states ship yep. small served as captain until the army sold the planner in 1866 after the end of the war <laughs> what, the, what the hell
4: this warship's no longer needed who wants it <laughs> I, uh, i've been trying to buy a destroyer for years but they won't sell it, it, it,
3: well they keep phasing in and out of reality that's true
4: yeah uh the ones i'm interested in have people's fuse to the hull. To the hull yeah. You know?
0: Now this is a story all about how some sailors got flipped, turned upside down. It's a story of how time and space got bent. I present the Philadelphia Experiment.
3: It's amazing. So Smalls does this amazing heroic act and
4: becomes the captain of the ship, the ship on which he was once a slave. I know that this sounds like we're overstating this, but we're not because this is the time when... Black people were not favored. Even in the North, this is a hell of a deed. In the South, that he had the balls to do this. And then in the North, it, it's it's a hell of a thing. Well, and don't forget that slaves weren't taught to read or write. Okay? Right.
3: And you couldn't – The it's even more amazing that he made this happen because you could not join the Union Army if you did not know how to read or write. Right. The way they got him in was they basically made him a contractor, for lack of a better term. He became the captain. Now, while he was in the military, he learned. He taught himself how to read and
4: write, right. and eventually learned. But uh, at first, he couldn't. Hooked on phonics, working for me. Sorry, that's an old uh Brian Regan. Remember the hooked on phonics? No, where they're always like the kids are like hooked on phonics, work for me. It's oh, like yeah. they never show the people in the in the middle of it. Hooked on phonics, working for me. Not not there yet, Brian. You're not there. <laughs> <laughs> so so the war the war finally
3: ends and we have our hero in addition to securing his freedom in the escape he also made a little scratch he was awarded 1500 bucks as a uh for the ship and the guns that he had brought to the union from which the Confederacy. Uh,
4: today's that is
3: 3.8 trillion dollars y- you did the math yeah thank you um C-bot said it's right <laughs> it must be that checks out now it's worth
4: noting He's it's made not from like a computation machine a, a, I'll have you know. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and and yeah, also yeah, a toaster. toaster yeah.
3: You made a good point probably accidentally I'm guessing. But you made a good point earlier and you said even in the north it's not like everybody was yeah. perfect. They that 1500 bucks was way less than they would have given a white dude who yeah. who brought across the same thing. But better than nothing I guess. He used the money cuz it is a lot of money back then after the war to
4: purchase the home in which he was born. He bought the house he was a slave yeah, isn't in. Isn't that a big fuck you, to the, especially to the people around there at the time that probably were angry at him? And he's like, well, I'm your new neighbor. So, so far, the ship that
3: he was a slave in, he took over and became the captain of. Then he went back and bought the house that he was a slave in.
4: And not only that, he allowed one of his former owners to stay on the property. Like, hey. I'll be a good guy. Yeah, they were. The family
3: here. was destitute, and he literally was like being nice. Yeah, to yeah. the people that kept him as a slave.
4: Oh man, yeah. Oh man. So, right. I don't think I would have had that kind of. Even if I was a favored slave, as shitty as that sounds, I don't think I could have been that nice to that family. You know what? I'm gonna let you stay here because I'm a good. Per- I guess he's a good person. He's a good person. Quite I'm, frankly, you're not that nice to me. He deserved it. You. Deserve everything you get in life, John. I just want you to know that. Oh, that's sweet. Take, Thank take you. Take that
3: for whatever
4: it means. I, to I'll, you. I'll take it
3: exactly how you didn't mean it. Um, <laughs> the, these are amazing stories. So far, we've, we're talking about a man that went and created his own future, and he fought and got his own
0: John Titor.
3: <laughs> no, uh, and he got his he got his own freedom for he and his family and numerous other slaves. Then he went on. To captain this ship, to fight for that country, to that fight he, for yeah. that country, and you're like, okay, so that's two huge stories. You could probably uh, each one could sit in and of itself and would be amazing footnotes in history. We're done, right? Not even no, close. the Reconstruction.
4: This is the one of my favorite things, and I, I'm not going to lie to you. And we're going to go to break before this, but I got to tell you, I didn't realize. Where he was from, South Carolina was so progressive for a very short amount of time. And then that kind of fell back.
3: About five minutes. Yeah.
4: But I didn't realize that. And he had a hell of a lot to do with it. We're going to talk about that after the break on more Hysteria 51. South Carolina, what a place to be. Oh, North Carolina! You know, South Carolina, raise up. Like, Spin around your head like a helicopter. Whatever. All right, so the war's over, Brent. Yeah, I, I talked about Reconstruction. Uh, uh, that is what you do when you have a civil war and uh, all of a sudden half the country's told, now, you be good, <laughs> don't do that again. Uh, we got a six-foot, 11-inch 106 pound um, what? president who's going to slap you into shape. <laughs> I, don't, I think those dimensions might be off, but you can't really prove it. And, and, you know, right. it's funny. You
3: talk about Reconstruction. It was a people look back at Reconstruction. It was obviously failed. I mean, Reconstruction started when the war ended. And then by the end of the 1800s, you have Jim Crow laws going it had, into it. It had
4: crapped down its own pants. And, and that's what I was trying to get. So pre Jim Crow, they made a hell of a of a movement forward and then it kind of fell apart well, but let's talk about that movement a little yeah like, absolutely what we're gonna do here the, like,
3: and I, a part of that was you're talking what, what you're what you're referencing is the new constitution they put in place for right. south carolina and all of the laws they put in place and so on and so forth and a lot of that was voted on by the populace what was the well, populace well guess what it was like it, uh, almost all african-american
4: and they were allowed at that time to vote you know, like you and- said, Jim Crow lies, but those came later and those changed. So uh, re- re- Before we get to that, after the war, Smalls, guess what he knows how to do? Well, he knows how to be in the military. So he's commissioned as a brigadier general in the South Carolina militia. But he doesn't let that stop him. He starts a general store, a school for African-American children, and a newspaper. This guy makes you feel lazy. <laughs>
3: he really does. You know I mean? mean,
4: like, hey, what are you doing in- this weekend? start another business yeah and he's he's the first organizer he's thought of to be the first organizer of comprehensive and compulsive public education for african American children he's
3: the father of the modern American public school system yeah, yeah essentially
4: yeah and his success opened doors big time in politics and soon he served as a delegate to the state's constitutional convention then he's elected to both the South Carolina House of Representatives and then the state senate. Interesting. You, you mentioned the, uh, the state's constitutional
3: convention. That was his first foray into politics as he went as a delegate. A majority of the delegates to the state's first constitutional convention were African-American. And that's why they were able to put together such mm-hmm. a, a good
4: plan. Which allowed them to do things like vote and own stores and have places of, of note.
3: It's yeah. worth noting that over 30 years later. South Carolina did another constitutional convention yep. because of Jim Crow and because they the the asshole people the, they a, said, the asshole racists didn't like African Americans having yeah, they looked at this and they don't, we don't
4: really like these people voting and and you know having a fair say. So, um hey, black suffrage is bullshit, you know, and we want to put a stop to it which I always think suffrage throws people off because like, what you know in women's suffrage no you want to keep women suffrage <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know
3: uh, the other the other thing that's uh, that's interesting that second I mean we're we'll go back I'm fast forwarding a little bit but that second uh, constitutional convention smalls was also a delegate at and when he saw what they were doing he refused to sign it Mm-hmm. And so it's just he's just a bad regardless.
4: We're skipping those. But before that, he was elected to the United States Congress. Yeah. And between 1874 and 79, he served in the United States House of Representatives. But it's kind of a, a not the greatest time because his tenure was marred with partisan accusations that he took a $5,000 bribe while he was in the state Senate. And in 1877, Smalls was convicted of the offense and sentenced to three years in prison. And Smalls released pending his appeal. However, in 1879, he was pardoned by the governor. And I say that because you got to understand, people did not like him. Putting him on the hook for it, I'm not saying he didn't do it. I'm not saying he did do it. But... He is one of those people that you would want to frame for something.
3: Yeah, it's generally accepted by historians that he did not take the bribe. Yeah. And he was actually quoted as as being angry about being pardoned by the governor because he wanted 100% his name cleared. Yeah, he wanted to stay in court. Yeah, screw a pardon.
4: I want my name cleared. So then on top of this, here's something that you're never going to see today. He runs for office. He loses the election. But he appeals to Congress saying there had been rampant voter fraud, which there had <laughs> Congress looks into it, agrees and reverses the election results and puts him in office.
3: Literally, they used to go around and threaten black people and say, if you yep. vote, we kill you. And they, and to prove yeah. their point, they'd kill a few. Yeah. And this is all going on while we're living in a free country, quote unquote. That's the type of thing they're trying to do. To keep a man like Robert Smalls out of office. and I,
4: I, We can't overstate this point that at that time it was so progressive that they allowed them to run to vote to, to run for office. There were so many black people there. They were winning. And like you said, South Carolina, among other states, looked at this and goes, whoa, 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 whoa. This is getting a little uppity. We're supposed to be the ones running stuff. So let's have a new constitution put in for the state. Strip them of their right to vote. They can't be in office. All these people that have been putting forth and helping the future then are shit on. And well, if, uh, they lose their, their their place in the world. And yes. you
3: know, it 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 started a hundred years I mean, well, there's strife still today. But in the South specifically, you've got all these states like South Carolina that have a large population of African-Americans because they were forced to be there as slaves. They had established it as their home. They weren't going to – it's not like they were instantly going to move to the north or something. They still Mm -hmm. like the state they're in. They just don't like being in slavery. So you've got all of these African-Americans. So they outnumber the whites in these areas, but the whites are the ones with money. And money is power. Money is influence. Mm -hmm. And so there's this constant back and forth.
4: Greed is good. And, yeah, I heard
3: that somewhere. Somewhere. Before. Yeah, I'm not sure where. And then – so eventually it, it all boils, it comes to a head and, and you first you get Jim Crow laws and then fast forward 50 years, you, you get the – you finally get the civil rights movement that honestly should have been a function of the end of the war in the 1860s.
4: I think Jim Crow laws is one of those things that it's just become a term and people don't understand. Like it was really just – Stripping people of their rights. That's exactly right. And it's one of those things where it it just becomes a term and you go, okay." you know, just like I was making that joke about women's suffrage or black suffrage. They they strip them of their, you know, their their
3: their rights. We're not sure what that term means. The simplest way to think about it, when you could lawfully send an African-American boy or girl to a segregated school from white boys or girls, that's a Jim Crow law. Mm -hmm. Enforced segregation.
4: Yeah, which is really enforced racism.
3: Right. It's oh, just, yeah. I mean, you yeah, know, yeah. Don't, don't segregation
4: don't, in general. Yes. And people will tell you, you know, that the whole this or that or the other. That's exactly what it was. You know, you, there's there's no splitting hairs there. No, there is not. To kind of put a bow on, on him after running for Congress and all these things, his wife, he She dies in 1883. Hannah dies. Yes. yes. So he remarried in 1890 and he served as a U.S. customs collector in Beaufort or Beaufort uh, from 1889 to 1911. And he remained active in politics and he died of natural causes at his home on February 23rd, 1915 at the age of 75. Hell of a life. Hell of a life. From slave to commander to person in Congress to talking with Lincoln himself to someone who couldn't even vote again, and just shit on, and third class citizen once again to a country that he was willing to give his life for. Food, yeah, life for.
3: You know, uh he was the U.S. customs collector, and that was actually a nod from the governor. I believe it was. Or no, it might have been the president because of the laws that he had been put in place, he could no longer hold public office. Mm-hmm. the The customs collector they could be a named person, and so mm-hmm. they gave him that. So there were there were people around that were like, "Yeah, this is a really cool guy," but the the laws of the land didn't,
4: unfortunately, didn't allow for it. A lot of shitheads and a lot of people that go, "Wow, change is bad," and and I want this and that. Well, that's not how the world works, and it's unfortunate. And it is a blight on our whole past.
3: But the good news is the reason that we are even as progressed as we are today, which some would say we still don't have a lot of work to do. Yeah. The reason we are are people like Robert Smalls yeah. standing Fuckers
4: up like this making who put, a difference yeah. and uh, uh, took a chance and uh, <laughs> learned how to swagger like a captain. And, and it uh,
3: is just one hell of a story, isn't it?
4: There's not a lot. I mean, the, it's just the truth, but it's a fun story. It's 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 a, a military conspiracy. It, it's it's an interesting thing. And as Wolford Brimley was saying, that's the way it was. <laughs> people use
3: the people use the terms amazing and awesome way too casually nowadays.
4: John, his our fans are right when they say that about me, and I'll ask you to stop <laughs> making such a fuss about it. I know you don't get a lot of praise at home or through you know, the people that listen to the show, it doesn't give you the right to knock me down a peg. I don't need to knock you, you down a peg. c
3: does it
2: plenty for me. For what it's worth. I hate you both an equal amount.
3: <laughs> but my point is my long awaited point is that he, both his story, his life truly were amazing and awesome. He pales in comparison to me.
4: <laughs> now, the life of, uh, no, <laughs> absolutely, man. It's one of those things where you hope if you're ever in a situation like that, you'd have the wherewithal to do it. I wouldn't. I'm, I know me. Um, I like to wear my pajamas all day. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't think I'm, you know, know, sometimes they're white, maybe. So I know I could have flown that as a flag, I
0: guess.
4: (laughs) I got something going for me. What are your thoughts, nation? Like, what are some injustices in this nation that you look at and you, from our past be whatever it is that you go, oh, man, that is some horse crap. And and you want us to talk about it. And
3: were you familiar with the Robert Small story before we did this show? It's not that well known of a story.
4: Yeah. Everyone knows his great, great grandson, Biggie. But I mean, other correct, than that.
3: correct. Uh, who was who was obviously still alive? Oh, yeah. <laughs> on the next episode of <laughs> Hysteria Fifty One. No, but they can let us know our thoughts in our discussion group on Facebook, Hysteria Nation. Yes. Brands. How do they get there again? I, I forget. Well, you can do one of two things: you can just log into Facebook and search for Hysteria Nation, or if you if you'd like to take the longer approach type in the words facebook.com
4: slash groups slash hysteria nation there you go and also go to facebook.com slash hysteria 51 pod that's our regular page on there also hop on twitter at hysteria 51 pod while you're hopping on things hop on our web page hysteria 51.com you can find links to all these things including our t public page where you can get our shining faces our smiling mugs c-bot all sorts of new stuff i got a lot of t-shirts planned that will be popping on there soon but if you want a t-shirt that no one else can have especially made just for you you can get that on patreon patreon.com become a patreon supporter yes and we'll
3: love you forever
4: and you can get extra content there We we put out weekly radio dramas We do Up All Night episodes, tons of fun stuff on there. Sometimes I release MP3s of of music for us, special back episodes of of shows that we've done previously, including the three-hour monstrosity that is the first time John and I ever tried a podcast.
3: I thought you weren't going to release that, and then I get a note in my inbox your patreon has been updated we said with. and
4: i quote in the beginning of this on this show when we a 100 we'll release it and then i think it was at 95 you're like you know what I, I didn't think it was gonna come that that soon it's 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 a masterpiece i think if we would just stuck with that we'd probably be top of the pops right now <laughs> <laughs> don't forget if you want to hear yourself on this show Voicemail time, 773-669-7277. Again, 773-669-7277. And we have a plethora, some might say, of voicemails still lined up, ready to go. John, are you ready? I can't wait. Here we go. Hey, it's your good buddy, the happy host, Brandon, of the happy four coffee. Oh, yes. Calling to commend you on your
1: last episode's intro. That was quite clever, and I enjoyed it. (laughs) And Seabot sounded great as well. I just let you know that uh, offer still stands to have Seabot go out on a uh, date, so to speak, with uh, Eerie's.
0: Stop it! <laughs> I told you I am out of that goofy-ass toasters league. <laughs> and besides, I don't need no man anyway. She I'm a gross. strong, independent this black robot. Well, excuse Wait, the hell out no, of I'm me interested. for
1: trying to get you out of the house
4: once in a while. <laughs> I mean, we don't want to ever get the to C out get the house.
0: of me. Is by offing yourself. You voted Quentin Tarantino. Now, if you will excuse me, I'm going to go do something totally not illegal.
1: Well, that's my cue. I need to get out the phone. I have to uh, try to prevent something disastrous from happening again. Great job on the show. Keep
4: up the good. Ones. Oh, cut off uh, th- the plague of getting cut off, which is I say you just count to three at the end. We actually did a, uh, an episode for them. You and I read a story for Happy yeah. Horror Coffee Break. Fun show. If you guys like short stories, it's a great. It's a great show. Happy Horror Coffee Break. That was fun that you called in. And um, you know, I don't think I don't think two robots getting together should happen. It's
2: a great idea.
4: See, but you realize that was just a, a voice box. There's not like another
3: female you sitting somewhere.
2: Good. I'm just interested in the box anyway, baby.
3: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> your- Next voicemail. <laughs> Here we go.
1: What up, guys? Shout out from Canada. I love your podcast. Uh, can you guys maybe shout out mine, Strange Brew Podcast, um, a Canadian conspiracy podcast done in Ontario, Canada. I uh, love you guys, and uh, tell C-Bot to go fuck himself. <laughs> <laughs> I like
0: this
3: guy.
2: Damn Canadians. Choke on the hockey puck, you moose fuckers.
1: <laughs> hey, now, come on.
0: Hey. Hey. Uh, hey.
4: I mean, I know he can't help that he's Canadian, so calm down a little. <laughs> strange,
3: uh, brew. strange Brew. Which, uh, know, we, uh, we, a kickback to old SCTV days.
4: Yeah, some Elsnore beer coming our yeah. way, hopefully, one of these days. All right, next up.
1: It's Padre F2 from the Twitter. Yes. Oh, my God, it was David Flores Jump back on the radio. I'm not sure what he said. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. I went nuts there. Uh, Britt, you totally missed it. You had his part in t- the show where you guys were doing uh, about John Teeter, where he says, no one's came back to tell us we shouldn't be doing this. You should have just paused the show for like a couple minutes, and no one would have known the difference. It would have been really cool. We don't lie on, on this, show. Um, the this show. Only the truth. I love the show. I had more to thought, but my crazy spell there kind of. You sent me off the edge there. (laughs) Um, Keep up the good work, guys. And oh my God, you had David Flora.
4: (laughs) Uh, David Flora of Blurry Photos fame. And actually, Padre, too. I was tweeting at him today, actually, uh, on uh, on Twitter. So that's fun. All right, here we go.
1: Yes, this is John Titor. (laughs) I've come back because I've heard your show. And it was hilarious. But... I had to come back to the future. Or oh, wait, am I going to the future or am I coming back to the past? Maybe you're on a time I have job. time jumped so much, I've gone crazy. <laughs> the Cubs won the World Series, hell froze over. That is why there's no history past 2560.
4: That checks out, actually.
1: <laughs> this is Padre at 2 again. <laughs> Love this show. Fooled
5: again. I can't believe you got
1: Flora and Peck on the same show for the Teeter episode, and you didn't mess up with the time continuum. That is something else. You guys are truly heroes.
4: (laughs) I was a little bit worried about it because they did keep wanting to make out, so we had to cut out a lot of the slurping sounds, but otherwise, it worked out pretty well. Now, is that actually true, or is that
3: just one of those things you were thinking about again?
4: No, no, they made out a lot. It was a lot to take. David Flora made out with a man in front of me. Question him about it in public. <laughs>
1: yeah, this is this Padre A2? Yes! I am so sorry, Seabot. I did not acknowledge you in my last two phone calls. <laughs> Will you please get these two men in black off my butt? They've been chasing me for miles. <laughs> I can't take it anymore.
4: It's better than what Here he they are! Oh. <laughs> That one might have been a cutout on purpose, or not on purpose. You know what I mean there. Always butt play. A lot of butt play, John, but, you know, it's in your contract. So, kids, you want to hear yourself on the show, leave us a voicemail. What was that number one more time, John? Do you remember seven,
3: seven, it? three, six, six, nine, seven, two, seven, seven. Just dial it in right now and give us a ring. Huge. Thank
4: you to everyone who's reviewed us on iTunes. We just passed 500 reviews and don't forget at Six hundred. We're going to have a contest giveaway, at least a t-shirt, maybe some other stuff. We're, uh, we'll figure out what that contest is going to be when we get a little bit closer. Also anywhere else, if you're listening to us and they got a way to, to uh, review us, we'd love a five star, but whatever you you know, be honest. But I think when you search your heart, no, no, no. it's going to be five yes, stars. Yes,
3: be honest. It's five stars. <laughs> with that
4: said, I've been Brent. I've been John. He's been conspiracy bot. Stay woke, meet sex.
2: It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live.
0: That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. <laughs> oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it?